the Heritage Foundation. I'm Michelle Cordero, and this is Heritage Explains. For decades, administrations from both sides of the aisle have spoken about the challenges they face on our borders and the obstacles to immigration and border security reform. Not only in the states most heavily affected, but in every place in this country are rightly disturbed by the large numbers of illegal aliens entering our country. The jobs they hold might otherwise be held by citizens or legal immigrants. The public service they use impose burdens on our taxpayers. That's why our administration has moved aggressively to secure our borders more, by hiring a record number of new border guards, by deporting twice as many criminal aliens as ever before. Past efforts of reform did not do enough to secure our nation's borders. As a result, many people have been able to sneak in to this country. If you don't man your borders and don't protect your borders, people are gonna sneak in. We simply cannot allow people to pour into the United States undetected, undocumented, unchecked and circumventing the line of people who are waiting patiently, diligently and lawfully uh, to become immigrants in this country. President Trump's campaign was largely built on a promise of strong immigration reform. And his promise came at a crucial time. Here is U.S. Customs and Border Protection Commissioner Kevin Michelinen testifying before Congress on human smuggling at the southern border just last month. These numbers reflect the highest level of illegal apprehensions of any February in over a decade. In total, we saw more than 76,000 apprehensions and inadmissible arrivals. And within that number, in just four weeks, we saw 40,385 members of family units and 7,250 unaccompanied children. Many on the left refuse to acknowledge that this is a real problem, that requires immediate action. But listen to what Jay Johnson, President Barack Obama's last Secretary of Homeland Security, had to say just this month, even when HBO's Vice News tried to push back on his remarks. The president actually tweeted about your TV appearance. I said that 4,000 arrests on our southern border, 100,000 in a month, is truly a crisis. I then went on to in the same interview, prescribe all the things that I think should be done to deal with the crisis and what we seem to be doing wrong. The one sentence, it is truly a crisis, quote unquote, basically went viral. And the reason for this, of course, is that people in the administration, the president himself and his allies, basically say, see, even the Obama guy says it's a crisis. You have to believe us now. Well, 4,000 in a day, 100,000 in a month, by any measure, by any definition, is a crisis. The fact that people at those levels are leaving those countries, it's a crisis in terms of our border personnel's ability to handle it and process all those people. And it's a crisis in terms of the communities along the border that have to somehow absorb those numbers. So here we are. Despite a marathon debate on immigration and border security that has lasted more than a decade, seemingly agreeing that there is a problem. And Congress has still failed to come together and address these issues in a way that will keep America free, safe, and prosperous. In the meantime, President Trump has been forced to do something, anything, and has floated a number of options. 
Today, we explain some of the ideas that he's put on the table so far, like closing the border, for example, and also some policy prescriptions on how to move the country and Congress forward on this important issue. Helping us break it down is Dr. James J. Carafano, a leading expert in national security and foreign policy challenges and vice president of Heritage's Catherine and Shelby Cullum Davis Institute for National Security and Foreign Policy and the E.W. Richardson Fellow. Jim, to start, I don't think I need to ask you if there is a crisis at the border. I think and I hope that everyone understands that there is. But just in case, can you explain what makes this wave of immigration different than what past administrations have seen? Well, that is really the most important question. And I think if you haven't been following this issue for 10 or 15 years every day, um, you, you might miss this like, well, what what's the big deal? People are crossing the border. Here's what's changed. Because of several court orders and, and policies from the last administration and, and the way some laws are interpreted, if you walk across the border now and you claim that you are a family, and in particular, if you claim you have children and you claim asylum, you cannot be put in expedited removal, which means the government has to detain you. They, they can't detain you for very long, certainly not long enough to adjudicate your asylum claim, which basically means you're going to go into what's called catch and release, which means they're going to allow you to go into the interior of the United States and go through a whole process to be removed. The likelihood at the end of the process 90% of the people that ask for asylum don't get it, and none of them show up to get deported. So essentially, we've created this massive loophole that everybody has figured out how to exploit, including human traffickers, putting families together, sending them across the border, and then taking those children, smuggling them back into Mexico, and making another family sending them back. And it's we have had numbers that are unprecedented. We have so many people, we can't even detain them. We just basically put them at a bus stop and say, you know, here's your court date. And this isn't just conservatives saying this. Recently, even right, about one of Obama's Homeland Security Advisors has come out and said, this is different. The, 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 the Secretary of Homeland Security, Jay Johnson, under President Obama, who, who I know, because one of the things I did is I, I ran the, the presidential transition team for the Department of Homeland Security. I met with Jay all the time and we talked about these issues. He says... This is a crisis. Mark Morgan, who was a senior border official under President Obama, he says this is a crisis. So it's not something that the president has made up. All right. So in op-eds on FoxNews.com and The Daily Signal and on Heritage.org, you've written a lot about some of the options Trump has floated when it comes to this crisis. My plan for today's episode is I thought that we would walk through some of these options and I'd get your thoughts. So let's start with the threat to close the border. What do you think about this? Well, obviously, it would not solve the problem because the problem is people illegally crossing the border. And if they've illegally crossed the border and they put in this asylum claim, then you're stuck with them, right? So sealing the border doesn't do that. But this, along with the whole other things the president has done, is why is he doing these things? And I think that there's a very clear purpose. One is he's pressuring Mexico and other countries to do more. And, and I think these kinds of threats, and actually we know, look, I, this is exactly what happened. Publicly said, we're going to close the border. 
What he actually did was go to the Mexicans and say, look, okay, obviously I'm not going to close the border, but look, here's a whole bunch of things that we could do that kind of look like closing the border. And let's look at the impact they would have on Mexico. And maybe you want to think about cooperating with me just a little bit more. What about cutting aid to Central America? Where does Heritage stand on that? Well, I think I laugh when people say, well, you can't cut aid because that's what's stopping the the gangs. And that's what, what's keeping people in the country. So if that's true, then why are people coming in unprecedented numbers? And why do we have more gangbangers crossing the United States or others? So argument has always been very simple on this is American aid is to accomplish something we're trying to accomplish. If it's not working, why are we giving people money? So I, to me, it's not a simple question of aid or no aid. The question is, is give aid if it's actually helping. And if it's not helping, don't. What about a border czar? I think a border czar is a great idea. And here's why. The problem here is that the president is trying everything he can possibly do. And the Congress is doing nothing. Because it's politically expedient for them to do nothing. And I think nothing is what the Congress is going to deliver. They're not going to deliver the resources that's needed. They're not going to close the loopholes. And I think the president needs to spend the next two years reminding the American people whose fault this is. And I think the most important thing a border czar would do is you would have somebody 24-7, 365, talking about everything the administration is trying to do to close the border and reminding people every day what the other guys are not doing. So I'm all for it. All right. And and this is a new one that's been in the headlines a lot, sending asylum seekers into sanctuary cities. Well, again, uh, I don't think it's going to solve the problem. Um, I, I think it stacks up with a lot of other things the president is trying to do, which is he is trying to give the American people a very clear choice. We can secure the border or we can have open borders. That's the choice that you have. And what the president is doing is doing everything possible, including he fired his entire senior team at the Department of Homeland Security. And you would argue, well, look, if the problem is really the Congress, why is firing your people going to make a difference? And the answer is the president wants to show that he has tried everything. Look, I've even switched out my leadership to show that I have tried everything possible to deal with this situation. So you're faced with one inescapable choice, right? If I've tried everything possible and it's not working, then the only answer is because the other guys aren't doing their job. And your choice is either bring a Congress back, which is willing to give the resources and close the loopholes and work with the president, or don't. One is going to give you open borders and, and no control over the sovereignty of the United States, who can be here, what they can do, um, or, or not. That's, but it's a simple choice. I don't think it's ever been put as starkly to the American people. I mean, under Bush and Obama, everybody kind of everybody said, oh, yeah, we want to control the border. But and then they wanted to do amnesty and everything else. I think the president's given Americans a clear choice. We control the border. We, we're a successful immigration nation because we're successful because we're bringing people here legally and we're bringing the kind of people here who are going to make this country better. Or we are literally open borders and anybody can come in and anybody can do whatever they want. So if everyone is interested in the information they're hearing right now from Dr. Carafano, I just want to take a quick minute to make sure you're signed up for Heritage's weekly email called The Agenda. 
Every Monday, we send out an email that walks through three of the top issues in Congress and the news cycle and policy positions conservatives are taking. We also highlight important interviews on cable news from our experts and really interesting events here at Heritage so you can watch them live from your house. You can sign up by emailing me at managingeditor at heritage.org or visiting our website at www.heritage.org. Scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page and look for the subscribe to email updates section on the right hand side. Okay, now back to our discussion. So momentum for immigration reform is actually building on the Hill. You've written about um, Senator Tom Cotton has a proposal out. Uh, and Heritage recently released a report on the best way to move forward and what reform should look like. The report's really long. It's over an hour long read. So I thought maybe you could give us some of the most important takeaways of Heritage's new report. Well, um, Game of Thrones is like the prequel books, like 1100 pages, and it's like a 14 hour read. So compared to that, it's it's pretty short. Um but you can read it if you want because it's on heritage.org and it's a it's an awesome report. It's a compilation of all the heritage research and recommendations. And what it does um, is it does something that that nobody else really does. All the pieces of what you need to do to fix the problem are addressed. So how do we secure the border? How do we work with Latin America so we give people a reason to stay there and become productive citizens in their own countries? How do we deal with the people who are already here unlawfully present? Um, how do we enforce the laws that we have in a just and fair way? And how do we reform the legal immigration system so we can continue to be people here to be a successful immigration nation and grow and prosper? And it pulls all that together. And it even says, not only is here the answer, and I got to tell you, I think that if you take all the politics out of this and just Americans just read that report and they didn't look at here it was from or who said it, whatever, vast majority of Americans would buy into that. Now they may say there's stuff in here that's missing, right? But nobody, most people would say everything we think needs to be done is in there. So I do think it's a comprehensive plan. But the other key thing about the plan is it says, look, um, you have to work these as distinct issues. The one thing we cannot do is what we've tried in the past, where we try to do these massive bills under Bush, under Obama, we have the gang of eight bill. We try to, Everybody throws everything and we compromise because if you compromise on everything, you wind up doing nothing and, and you wind up with these massive bills that you don't even know what's in there. Right. And so what we really need is not, we need a comprehensive solution, not a comprehensive piece of legislation. We need a thoughtful Congress administration that says, here's what we're going to do in the border. Here's what we're going to do to enforce the law. Here's what we're going to do to reform the legal immigration system. It's funny because conservatives have really been saying this all along. We've been saying we need to, you know, look at each issue individually, come up with a solution and move from there. And we haven't been able to. No one's tried to do that. And yet the big comprehensive bills haven't worked either. So you think they'd be open to trying it the other way. Well, Here's here's the thing is I think what happens, whether it's the Gang of Eight or 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 Lindsey Graham or Bush or whatever, is they start out by asking themselves, what can we get the other side to live with? And so they start out with a compre- with a, a compromise bill that says, look, here's what we think you guys can live with. And, of course, then they start negotiating, and all that happens is that thing gets pulled to the left. And what, But what they've never done is turn to conservatives and say, well, what can you guys live with, right? After they, comp- they reach these horrible, terrible compromises, then they turn around and say, well, you're going to support us, right, because it's the only way to fix the problem. And conservatives go, no. So the first thing you have to do is if you, if you want – American conservatives to get behind this, 
is saying, okay, what can we as conservatives support? And that's your start point. And I think the other thing that we haven't done is not only has nobody asked us, we've spent so much time kind of counterpunching that we've been making very clear what we're against. We're against amnesty for DACA recipients. We're against, um, you know, open borders. We're against, uh, you know, people just making these fraudulent asylum claims. We're against sanctuary cities. We spent so much time saying what we can't live with that we've never said, what do we want? And I think this is the first time that the conservative movement has sat down in one piece of paper and says, look, this is what we want and this is what fixes the problem. And, you know, I but I'm reluctant to say this is a conservative solution because it's not. It's about making America a successful immigration nation. And in the end, if you did this, everybody would turn around and says, we are a better country for this. So I really think it's it's America's plan, not just the conservative plan. Last question, Jim. This is an issue you've been watching and working on for a long time. What's your advice to President Trump if 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 he needs to move forward and try and do something that no other president has been able to do before? What would you say to him? I, I think he has to spend the next two years explaining to Americans why all the pieces of this plan are really important, why legal immigration reform now makes really good sense, why enforcing the law makes sense, why securing the border makes sense. To I and this is not a partisan comment. I work at a nonpartisan foundation. I don't do politics. But from a policy perspective, Americans have to make a choice. You know, it's it's one side or the other. You know, it's the Targaryens or the Lannisters. You know, I mean, somebody's you got to pick a side here, right? And Americans have to make a choice. Do you want open borders or not? And I think we have to put that choice clearly in front of the American people. That's what the president's opponents are doing. They don't want to secure the border. They don't want to spend money on a border wall. They don't want to reduce the 90% fraudulent asylum claims. They don't want to do any of that. They're, so I think the president needs to have a clear and consistent message. This is what will fix the problem. And and I think in 2020, um, Americans should make a choice. And then I think whichever side wins, they should put their ideas on the table and we go with that. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Heritage Explains. I'll put the link, as always, to Dr. Carafano's op-eds and Heritage's new report in our show notes. You can find those notes in the description of today's episode in whatever app you use to listen to podcasts. For example, if you're using iTunes, double tap the title of today's show and you'll see more notes with the links there. Also, we've been loving all your feedback. Keep it coming. Email me or Tim at managingeditor at heritage.org. We'll be back next week with an all-new explainer. Heritage Explains is produced by Michelle Cordero and Tim Desher with editing by Thalia Rampersad.